Yeah. All right, I'm recording on there. Is everybody good and ready to go? Everybody. Yeah. Can we take a um, can we take a collective group breath in? Yeah, I'm being very serious about this. Everybody, yes, everybody, let's let's listen to Mickey. Go for okay. it, Mickey. Now, take a deep breath in and hold it. Now, when you exhale, I want you to let go of all your frustration. <laughs> I hate you. All right, no, man. I Thank, more th- thanks, Mickey. You're uh, you're 100 right on that. That was good. That was good. All right, cool. So, uh, Nahida, we good to go? Hold on. How do you make this thing? Stay still, bro. Uh, it's behind. It's right here in the heat. Yeah. Okay. This guy. Do you want to slap it back on there or no? Is it be... Or this guy down here. These all need to be nailed down. These command strips are trash. Fuck command strips. Remember Adam Sandler's mantra. Goose Fraba. Cool. So I've got everyone's audio here. Goose Fraba, everybody. Uh, Mickey, you're the yellow one. Happy Goose Fraba. Okay, there we go. Mickey's muted now. All right. So everybody else good? <laughs> Uh, get your little socks. Toss me your socks. I'm totally not going to be seen on video. Them dirty socks. Yeah, you're right there. Well, now I am. Them dirty socks. I mean, here, here. Look, look, look at this. Look, see, this is what we got. Yeah. That better? Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. <sighs> Dear Lord. All right, let's go. Let's go live. Start recording. Mickey, you're close to the camera, so you can give Sweet. It here we go. So, guys, we're already live. We're just waiting for a few, uh, few people to uh, populate the room we're, we're before right now. before hey. we kick the intro. I know. What up, y'all? Hello. Oh, I'm sorry, Mickey. You're still muted. I'm still muted. Okay, Hi. there you go. Hello. Uh, can we pop up the chat and see how many people are in there? We're getting ready to do a Cora podcast, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We will be starting momentarily. If I do, is she blocked? Nope, she good. Okay, I'm going to be right here. Yep, yep, yep. I accidentally, uh, I have to put the applause and the laughter back on there. I deleted them. Oh, no. Not, yeah. the, not the sound effects. Uh, and YouTube back there sharing a mic. Make sure you guys get a, get a little close on there when it's, uh, when it's go time. We didn't get a Q&A question submitted for this one, but who knows? Maybe we'll do. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah. If, uh, if, if, if I, I, I scheduled five minutes towards the end for calls. Um, I'm gonna have to get in contact with Geo during this podcast to figure out how we're gonna do those calls. Okay. Just waiting to pop up the live chat so we can see what you goons are out there talking about. Gooning indeed. So guys, we're I believe we're just gonna go through the entire series, uh maybe book by book. Minute by minute. And that is not at all what I have written down. <laughs> this is a frame by frame discussion. Of course. Hey man, whoever has made this inverted on the mouse, like you're not cool. I'm looking at you, Mickey. <laughs> All right, guys. Here we go. We're doing the do intro. I did not. Hey, y'all. You know what time it is. It's the Talking Normies podcast. And this week, we're going to be doing LOT, Legend of Korra, a recap. So for all of y'all that ain't seen the show, beware, there will be spoilers afoot. For everybody else, you know what time it is. Oh. And today, as you can see, we got a fat-ass room. We're going to oh, be doing some introductions. PH fat? Oh, yeah, PH fat. We're going to go from across from me and make our way back around. So across from me, we've got... Mickey. Well, uh, we don't have the applause anymore, so everyone needs to snap. Oh, my God. And to Mickey's left. Rana. Oh, my God. Very quiet. Marketa. Oh, over in the Ketty corner. <laughs> Surge. Woo! Those guys are sharing a mic that I legitimately have to like rig to get working. And 
What up? I'm here. Yeah! All of us here have indeed seen Legend of Korra. I, I know the Cozy Four are the main crew, but uh, me and Marquette have also watched the show. And what is your name? Oh, my name? I'm your illustrious host, Chris motherfucking Johnson. Oh, shit. He's got a little intro music and everything. Young I ain't going to play the whole thing, though. But yeah, that's me. Young Johnston. And also today, I've got a, a couple of cues. We're going to be hitting some buttons and asking people what part of the show is this from. So we're going to be getting into that. And I think that's how we're going to start every topic. So our very first topic is going to be Cora. What was your expectation coming into season one after Avatar? And before we get started, can anybody tell me who this person is talking and what they're talking about? I will protect you, my feeble turtle duck. I'll save you. Uh, Why it, are you initiating physical contact with another woman? Oh, I know that Aubrey voice. Plaza. Aubrey Desna, Plaza, Desna. yeah. What was her name? Desna. Or is it, was it Eska? Eska. I think Eska's Desna. the girl and Desna. Desna. Was yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's Eska. I wrote Eska. I think it's Eska. And I think uh, she was talking to, to, to Sokka, right? Yeah. No, she's talking to Bolin. No, Sokka's from The Last Airbender. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. I, I, that's what I meant. Well, Bolin is guys, essentially the Sokka. Guys, yeah, I, I meant it. Hey, this is a core discussion only. If you guys keep asking when Naruto is next or whenever no show is next, <laughs> you will be banned from this discussion. Oh, we won't ban you. We'll just never watch Naruto ever again. Oh, no. Ask. You'll be timed out or something. <laughs> we, we're going to do something. You can't be doing that. Let's not be annoying. And then the normies decided to never watch Avatar or uh, Naruto. So... What did you guys think about coming into Korra from season one? Like, you just ended Avatar. All right, there's the big finale. Should we go How around the feel? room? Yeah, let's go around the room. Let's just go in order. Okay. Um, well, we it was amazing watching Avatar. And obviously, we were in communication with the fans because it was such a big show. It was so personal for everybody. And so it was hard not to be influenced by the comments going into Korra. Like, it was, I, I just knew it was a very love-hate thing. And um, I think my biggest struggle was just to kind of watch it as its own thing. That, yeah. that That's kind of how I felt about it. Uh, for me, like Mickey said, I, I mean, we heard the fans, we read the comments and whatnot, but I learned to just pour my own opinion about it and just go <clears throat> with an open mind into Korra. So going into it, I the first episode captivated me. I was, I was like, yay, more. The story continues. Um, I remember the first season kind of being standalone in some way because I know that they didn't know if they were even going to continue. And then I really, really started liking towards, you know, season two, three, four, just kind of blending in together. And uh, in the end, I still think that Avatar is better, but Korra is amazing. It was a great show. I enjoyed watching it. I also went into it knowing that it was a show that got a lot of hate because it was trying to follow in the footsteps of one of the most perfect shows, in my opinion. So I was actively trying not to compare. I mean, it was very easy to compare, especially in that first season when they're throwing flashbacks of Aang and the, the old Avatar gang, you know, throughout the season. So I was also able to formulate my own opinion of it, and I... I think I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought it was going to. I obviously I still like The Last Airbender better, but Korra to me is like a worthy successor to it cuz when I try to think of how else they were going to do it, I don't know how else they were going to do it without, you know, starting a completely separate separate story. And sorry, that was my phone. Yeah, I think Korra is a flawed avatar. She had to go through a lot more than Aang did. We can obviously get into this a little bit more, but I, I appreciate her character growth more than Aang's in my opinion because Aang's is very straightforward. Although that story was perfect, I think the characters in Korra and the 
dynamics and like the the villains in Korra were a lot more nuanced. What about you, Nahid? Um, I kind of went into it with like low expectations, kind of, because obviously you know Avatar was the better. I mean, everybody, you just hear from the grapevine. Everybody told us, "Yo, Korra is cool," you know. But um, I went into it with uh, least expectations, and then like when it started, it was just again very very hard not to compare it to uh, Aang, Aang and the gang. Like you know, I would see you know similarities between Bolin and Sokka, and it's just like it was, it was very hard. But then I think. Um, Later on, going into it, you know, I, you, you got the feeling that this was they're they're trying their best, and like if like Sir said, this was a really good successor to like a perfect story. So yeah, I got to give it his credit, and I I really enjoyed it, man. Again, I really enjoyed you know the story of of uh, Korra in general, and um, uh, what else? I really really enjoyed the fact that like I mean now reading the Ang comments, the comics for Ang, like you can see the similarities, and it's fucking amazing. But Appa is dead. Appa is 100% <laughs> God, that is a lot of money to say that Appa is dead. Thank you very much, Thank Mr. KF1. For the super chat. I don't know if you're referring to... <laughs> so when we first started Legend of Korra, we saw uh, Oogie. And we were like, oh, it's Appa. And like we all were confused that first episode. And someone in the Patreon comments has corrected us and was just like, Appa is dead. Appa yeah. is dead. <laughs> like, that is 100% like, confirmed. That sucks. Dark. So, um... I watched the show as it was coming out, and I essentially, for me, I didn't have the hindsight of knowing that it was going to be something way different, and so I took each episode as it went, and I was really enjoying it, and then towards the end of that first season, it kind of gets a little wonky, and I was upset about that, but aside from that, it was really good, and, oh, excuse me, I'm going to burp. I muted myself to burp. Did anybody else hear it? I'll give it a solid, uh, I'll I'll give it a seven and a half. Um, But, like, so, as it was coming out, you're like, oh my god, like, this is cool and this is different and it kind of had like that teenage motif and it had that steampunk thing it was just it was a very exciting show to watch as it came out and then like after that first season when you had time to reflect on it you realize that one i've been comparing this to avatar and i probably shouldn't because it's going to be something way different and two like we're just kind of in the weeds now it's going to be fun it's going to be exciting and no one really knows like what to expect so like I had expectations, and then after that season, my expectations were done to be a whole new set of expectations. I would like to pose a question to the group and the comments. Team Pabu or Team Momo? Momo. I'm Team Momo. I can't. Team Momo. Momo. I, yeah. think I like Momo. Momo is mine. I love how Pabu is always like... <laughs> but yeah. like Momo's the real G guys. I mean Momo did have a um anime cutscene. Yes. And uh what was it? Nightmares and Daydreams. Yes. In that episode. <laughs> oh my god, remember Momo and Cactus Juice? Nahid, there's a question submitted to you from Daniel Offslin. Offslin. And he's fifty dollars in NOK. Okay, fifty NOK. What the hell is an NOK? It's a different kind of uh, I mean, currency. but yeah, but what currency? Uh, we will figure it out, but either way, uh, no, dude, it is definitely not a kid show. Like again, um, all of it, because like there's just so many adult themes in it. You know what I mean? And again, I, I've said it before and said it again. I really feel like you know Avatar: The Last Airbender. It really gave birth to a, a bunch of woke kids. In fact, like whenever I meet people out and I feel like they're really really woke, I even ask them like, "Hey, have y'all seen Avatar: The Airbender?" And I would say about a good eighty eight percent of them like, "Yeah, I've seen Avatar: The Last Airbender." So, all right, well. Uh, but yeah, what about you two in the back? You guys, Team Pabu or you, Team Momo? Team Momo. I mean, Pabu <laughs> is awesome. He's an awesome mascot for the Fire Ferrets, and I love his relationship with Bolin. Yeah. Pabu got him out of more snaps than Momo yeah. did, though. Like Pabu yeah. legitimately came oh, through. Yeah, for sure. Momo, Momo helped out here and there, but yeah. I, I appreciate Appa and Momo more because they were kind of Aang's 
tether to air nomad culture like they were all three the last kind of the last air surviving Avengers. people of the air nomad so yeah yeah it's, they had each other throughout the story it was cool sweet sweet norwegian dollars even though okay? i agree with everything that's been said by surge i am team pablo Nice. Uh, I have been to Norway. I was in Bergen for four hours. It was beautiful. So shout out to Norway. <laughs> That's all. Norway. So um, all right. Yeah, so we got fan love from everywhere. It's beautiful. I mean, we're, it. we're we're moving on to the next section. <clears throat> but before we get there, can anybody identify this key moment from oh Avatar? God, and Korra? <laughs> Not now, Tenzin. I just want to be left alone. But you called me here. Damn. Yeah, Serge does with it. Serge, would you like wait, to? Wait, 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 wait. Season, yes. Is it in the season one? Yeah, the season one finale when Aang yeah. shows up for the first time yeah. where Korra was contemplating suicide, which yeah. I didn't really kind of get until afterwards when I was yeah. re-editing the episode. I was like, oh shit, this is, a, this is dark here. It is yeah. going in. Um, but yeah, so she's amazing. sitting up on that cliff by herself and she's crying because she's lost all of her bending abilities, Ooh. all the ones that she was key with, and the yeah. only ability she had left was airbending. And she was essentially... Like at her emotional lowest, and probably at her most open spiritually, and then like that's when Aang came to her. What was the quote? At your lowest point, you're susceptible to the greatest change, yeah. or something like that. Ugh. Oh, it's so good. So yeah, that was a really good moment, which brings us to our next question. Trust me, it's a terrible segue because it literally has nothing to do with this next question. <laughs> um, <laughs> the next question is: How did you guys feel about the age dub teenage aspect and the love stories throughout the whole entire series? Because that's something that really didn't permeate through Avatar, and it was uh, something, or Avatar: the Last Airbender, and it was something very key to just like Korra. Uh, okay, I, I, I mean, I, I wasn't. Oh, my bad. No, no, no. no I, you started okay, going yeah, this way. Now. I didn't. I'm not, I wasn't too. I didn't care for it, honestly. Um, I thought it was. Oh, thank you, Fred Carmichael, for the Canadian. Currency of ten bucks. That's amazing, man. Shout out to them Canucks. You guys are you guys are amazing. Thank you for that. Um, but like I was saying, yeah, I like I said, I, I didn't care too much for it. Like the whole triangle between like uh, what do you call it again, Mako and uh, Korra and Asami. That I found that stupidly annoying. To be honest, it's just like it didn't I don't know. I just like they just like threw it in there when there was I feel like a bigger a bigger story that was happening. Yeah. Um, I feel like they could have like explored that stuff like later on, you know. I mean, I guess they really wanted to hit that teenage like fucking whatever era. Yeah, I guess, but they, I feel like they could have done it a little bit later. And again, that's why I really did appreciate Avatar: The Last Airbender a lot more because they didn't really focus on any of that. There was a little bit of a focusing of that here and there, but they basically both they basically focused on the main problem and that was defeating the Fire Lord, and I, I enjoyed that, you know. Uh, just a. To- chime in real quick i think maybe because ang had like a world destroying thing to oh, yeah. deal with that like because of cora and them and the fact that they're teenagers that they're dealing with those emotions and cora's coming to the city for the first time like she hasn't been around any boys aside for in the water tribe so maybe that's the reason why like the world wasn't ever ending so they had I, time I, to focus I, on i, I would agree and disagree because they were dealing with amon and amon wasn't playing any bullshit at that time you know what I mean? Yeah, he was but trying the love to, triangle like, starts way before he, he was trying to, uh, before Amon. He was trying to get the whole equalist movement, so like I felt like they could have like put that shit on the hold. And that really did fuck her up a little bit too, you know? So Sadach. I wasn't a huge fan of a love triangle thing, but it kinda comes with the territory because they're all teenagers. So I mean you, you kind of expect it. I, I did feel like it wasn't as bad as people made it out to be. Again, we were kinda getting warnings from the comments about like, oh, I wonder what they're gonna think about the love triangle. So it passed quicker than I thought it would. I mean, there were some lingering things in season two with like, oh, Mako's back with Korra. Oh, he, she kissed him because she forgot that they broke up already. 
some awkwardness here and there, but like I said, it comes with the territory because they're kind of teenagers at this point. Uh, Aang and the crew, yeah, they had they had bigger fish to fry at the time, and they were they, they were little kids, you know. People, some people still ship Zutara. Some people are still upset about that. Yeah, man, you <laughs> are really upset about that. I think that Korra was aimed at a little, um, you know, different audience than Avatar, where Avatar was more of. Um, I'm not saying it was a kids show, but I'm saying that. It was aimed at Youngsters. younger viewers viewers than Korra was. The youth. And I believe that Korra was perfect for the, you know, early teenage age towards like 15, 16, 17. I feel like those people really, uh, if they watched it at that time, they would have really, really learned a lot about, you know, how to not have a relationship. And I don't know, are we going to discuss the ending at the very end or uh, I mean no. yeah so that part is going to get talked about okay. so essentially then, yeah I mean I literally I've got it, I've, I've got the ship name here on the paper so okay. we're getting there <laughs> I have a lot of things to say about that so I'll keep that for later Rana hi um, yeah we're going to read the Korra comics for me I mean since they made Korra and everybody in the story you know teenagers I saw it fitting that they went through these love triangle and the love issues and relationships because it made everything more I don't know just like more real in the story kind of like in that world in the avatar world she can even have a love triangle as a teenager and you know go through those emotions and whatnot still saving the world and what and whatever so I don't know yeah it was a little cringy for me but I got it and it was cool to see an avatar go through the same issues maybe a real teenager would yeah legit what about you Mickey um Pretty much what everybody said already. Uh, Korra came out like a few, uh, like a few years mm-hmm. after Avatar, or like. Uh, yeah, it did come out a few years. There was a, yeah, a so, bit of a blank space there. Yeah, so that that same audience had had grown up, and so the the shows' ages and themes kind of grew up with them. So it was a little cheesy for us because you know we're watching it at the age that we did. Um, but I think if I had watched it on TV, I probably wouldn't have minded it as much. It's it's appropriate for the age group that it was but aside from the love triangle i did enjoy them just being an older cast and dealing with like different issues and it's not as childlike so yeah for the overall story i liked it the love triangles were a little cheesy i mean i kind of saw it as um as like they did age it up for the audience that was expected to be watching it because like uh even when cora and them get a car and she's like i got this driver's license and it's about this like yeah girl from the country you know the middle of nowhere coming to the city and it's kind of one of those like big city stories like her eyes are open to i'm sorry (coughs) i'm I'm dying her eyes are open to like how the city is and how it operates and how it's not quite what you think it's going to be when you get there and so like essentially she was she came in naive kind of like a naive child at some point and she started to learn more how the world works and I kind of think that like the teenage love triangle things also comes with territory like that because mm-hmm. for a minute there, I knew a whole bunch of dudes who were only dating girls from the country that just moved to the city for the first time. <laughs> and they were like finding out that, oh, man, dudes are terrible. Like, who knew? <laughs> well, with that point being done, talked about anybody got anything to add to that? I mean, you know, without talking about the uh, the, the, the big ending. Fun fact about Asami, I heard, is uh, she was originally going to be like an equalist spy, which is like what we thought, Ooh. I think. For a long time, you guys I was watching your reaction. Oh, she's, you know, she's working for Iman. So, but I guess they liked her so much that they kept her around. And she was voiced by uh, 
Princess Yue from the movie. Last Airbender oh. movie. Oh my god, for real? The dick hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't Yue. know this shit. She's got vocal chops. No, I, I don't. I didn't dig I didn't into the uh, lore. I watched it as it came out. I knew it before. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, man. I knew. I mean, I, actually, somebody so said it before. You spoiled yourself. What do you mean you knew it before? No, like somebody like said that shit. Like it, the voice of uh, Sami was the oh, Yue. I thought Yue. you were talking about the equalist spy part. No, stuff. no, no, not that. Well, solid. That means that we're on to uh, another little voice dealie. Uh, let's see what the boy got lined up. Uh, man, you know, it would have made a whole lot of sense if I'd have had these lined up proper, but this one kind of leads into the next one. So tell me if you recognize where this is from. I am the son of Avatar Ang. Oh, yeah. Hello, my son. Oh, that one was very, very... I failed you. I am no spiritual leader. Does anybody know what part of the show that was from? Not you, Hermione. Anybody else? Is that when uh, Tenzin and oh my god, I forgot the uh, his siblings' name. What was the 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 girls? Kia or Kia. Kaya? Kaya. Is that when they were together and they were having? No, no, no. Maybe not. I know it's Tenzin's voice, but all right, Serge, you go ahead and chime in. <laughs> Is it when Tenzin was in the spirit world and he was? Tr- uh, separating himself from you know being Ang, like he was like I'm my own person. I'm Tenzin, uh, and that's what he had to do to get through the spirit fog to find Jinora. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, what world building aspects of Avatar Universe did you guys enjoy the most? That was a five dollar question sent by Manuel Fernandez. Uh, can you repeat the question? What world building aspect of the Avatar Universe did you guys enjoy the most? Yeah, run and pull your microphone down oh, just a little bit from Koro specifically. I, I really, really enjoyed how they got, like, Republic City was built. You know what I mean? They built a city where it was all the vendors were there. Um, they lived amongst, like, you know, regular people and, and, and vendors. And it's, I mean, it's, they lived in harmony for a little bit, you know, until things got a little fucked up. But they realized how to, like, work with each other as well. Like, they were building society from the beginning, you know. Nice. Anybody else? I'm uh, trying to get in contact with you. What about here. the metal? Sue's um, plates of metal. That was like, she, she built a whole new like kingdom, basically. Zafu. Zafu, yeah. yeah. Like wow. a whole new place and a way to close it all upon itself that and everything. Cool. Oh, yeah. We're yeah. reading the comics. Way to go, Sue. I enjoyed the the movers and the whole introduction to Varric <laughs> and the mover companies and like just the whole economics of the world, like mm-hmm. having the Earth Queen and the different politicians and. Cora kind of realizing that she's not okay with some people's leadership styles, but she has to kind of put up with it. Yeah. Again, like a lot more nuanced than Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. But and, we're getting that in the books, though, with Last Airbender, which is really, yeah. really Real cool. Quick, I don't know if you're going to talk about it, but I enjoy the adult characters a lot more in this show. Like, there's yeah. way more adult characters in this mm-hmm. show than there are in Last Airbender. Like, they, I kind of wish they had more time, but like that, we had that cool Tenzin moment. Um, who Even else? with I mean, Boomy, Boomy Kaya, and Kaya. Oh, uh, fucking, um, God damn it. Why can't, Tony Stark, why can't I think of his name? It's just in my mind. Varric? Varric. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Varric is one of the best. Like, you start off not thing. liking him, and then, like, by the end of it, you're like, fucking Varric is fucking awesome. And uh, Lynn and Sue. I, yeah. I love their sister relationship. That was uh, great. You even got, like, the backstory on um, Lynn's scar was, like, a fucking deep-ass episode, man. Yeah. 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 Um, I really, world-building-wise, I liked um, them creating a super weapon and, like, Varric not being okay with it. Because I think that was probably the first moment that you see Varric has a certain morality. Before that, he's just kind of like this cattle of industry who just wants to make money, and then like you see him create a super weapon. He's like, no. By the way, we did not get a $4 or $5 one about villains. I did not see that. Yeah, we didn't see that. But uh, we will be talking about villains, because... Who do I 
it's not me. We will be talking about villains. So the next question. I think that I saw it. I think that somebody said that. um, What what was the the um, equalist? Zahir stomps any villains. Yeah, he says. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was that the yeah? Well, Zahir does indeed stomp any villains. I will. I'll agree. That's a part we're getting into. Zahir is the best. So uh, flashbacks and character updates and cameos. How did you guys like him? Did you think that it was taking too much away from Korra by focusing on... It kind of felt like, like for me, a little bit, it felt like pandering towards the, like, giving back towards the old being like, hey, you guys remember this, remember this. But I did think it was awesome, and I did think it was really, really, really fucking cool. So talk about your favorite flashbacks. Talk about your favorite character, cameos. Talk about all that. And since I'm already talking, I guess I, uh, I'll start by saying that uh, the homie Toph being back was one yes. of the best things yes. ever. Nahid will go this way and go around. My favorite flashback is I think when they went back, it was a flashback and they had like Sokka and they had like Aang in it and it was they were dealing courtroom with, when they, they were, were the dealing courtroom. with um, uh, Unalak. Yeah. Unalak. Yeah, no, not Unalak. Amon. Uh, no, it was um, oh my god. Oh my god. Brain Councilman Tarlock. Tarlock's dad. Yeah, it was his dad. Him and Amon's dad. That shit was fucking cool because you got to see like you know Sokka, you got to see Aang, you got to see everybody like being adults and like kind of like. Just, Going about the world, man. I wish I got to see that shit. That shit was dope as fuck. Yakone. Yakone. Yakone, yes. Is. That was his name, Yakone. And it, like, it, it showed like the kind of the shit that like, Aang was dealing with before you know Korra came in power and like just the changes that their world was facing, you know? Yep. Um, real quick, as we make our way around, towards the end of this, we are going to be attempting to do call-ins. By doing that, you want to go to our Discord. The Discord is in the description of this live stream. And then after that, you line up in the voice chat called The Queue. If you want to talk to us, go to our Discord, find the voice chat called The Queue. That is where we'll be taking calls from. Also, the extra noise is probably because of this fifth mic in the room, correct? Uh, it's or... because of that. Uh, the fifth mic's coming through the Zoom. Zoom's kind of hot. And okay. also, it's next to this computer. Gotcha. So that extra noise, guys, we apologize for it. This setup uh, was only meant for four, but we've stretched it to six just for y'all. So, Surge, favorite flashbacks, favorite cameos? Oh, man. I, I mean, it has to be that, that courtroom thing where we saw old Team Avatar again. It was amazing. Uh, all of Uncle Iroh's flashbacks He's were great because he was just able to give a tidbit. Sorry, I'll, I'll leave yeah. that for you. But, okay, I'll go back to the courtroom one. When Aang chased Yako in the streets... And um, yeah, come blood he started getting so blood bended and neck. was like, what? And then Avatar State, it was just so amazing. I only wish we would have seen Aang coach Korra a little bit more before uh, Unalak fucking destroyed those connections. Grr. It a traumatic scene, but Grr. it was great to see the little that we did. Grr. I must say that my favorite part about both of the shows is the uh, spirit world. Every time they go there and meet with somebody who passed away and are able to make the connection with them again. Um, that I just wish that we were able to do that in the real world. Because I have some people that I would like to talk to again. But uh, Yeah, that'd be yeah. nice. Right, it's okay if yours is the same thing. Okay, what? I have two. Okay, I have two. two. What, number one is when they went back to the spirit world and saw Uncle Iroh and got to talk to him and everything. That yeah. was legit. They he put came a little back. tiny dragon in a teapot. Yeah, that was so... And the second thing... You guys know my love for the Cabbage Boy, right? And the Cora, like, it was the whole Cabbage Corporation and yeah. stuff. Damn it, that like, was mine. Sorry, we can share. Well, okay, well, then what else do you got? Because I, I got one more I want to add since no one's going to say it. Uh, I mean, Cabbage Industries was hilarious. That was um, yeah. I, uh, I, I kind of liked the uh, season one seeing older Aang and... Uh, I don't know if we saw older Sokka, but... Uh, yeah, we did, we, see, did. we did see Sokka in, like, the courtroom and, like, the whole... 
Yeah. That that whole So I would too. be totally remiss. I know you guys freaked the fuck out when uh Zuko was on his dragon. Was that not was yeah. that and then he fought the fucking uh yeah. the red yes. lotus? Yeah. And then obviously the Avatar Wan episodes. Yes. The art oh, style yeah. on them, the music on them, yeah. the story they told, the points of the story. That shit was fucking beautiful. Was, I would watch a whole series like that. And that was, that was very like the creative. Two parter in Korra yeah. area. Like I love the, all the lion turtle explanations. People were saying it was retconning, but I didn't matter. For felt me, good. I felt like I, I answered it in my head in a way that it made sense still with the yeah. with the Avatar universe. It was it was great. Read it off. Avatar the Yo, uh, Matthew Villancourt has written and said your reactions to Avatar really helped me out when I was at my lowest. I got kicked out of school, lost my job, and had no friends. But I found you guys. Thank you so much for saving me for myself. Damn. You're welcome, yeah. my friend. I'm so glad that we could help you out from afar. Anything we can do to help you, just have a better day. I'm with it. Mm. And just, do. I wish you the best of luck, my friend. That's all it's, I can say. It's, it's Much too, love, brother. It's you a two-way. We all normies. We're all normies. And just try your best on the rest of the stuff. We can. You can. You can fix all that. Going back to school, getting a job. Yep. You can, and make. You have us as friends, fam. We love you. Well, I hope you're doing better now and that uh, yes. whatever has happened that's is over now and that you're doing better. It's yes. a two-way street because you guys help us out too. Yes. And, oh, 100%. And oh yeah, my friend, join the Discord. We have a bunch of normies in there that are freaking awesome friends and we have an amazing community that you're more than welcome to join. 100%. 100%. Do it. Nice. So, did we um, but the world talk though, like Zuko and the dragon. Because you know that Zuko went back, found the dragon, had some kind of... I'd watch a whole episode about Zuko befriending the dragon enough for <laughs> the dragon to be like, yeah, I'll be your fucking homie for the rest of time. It's, there's there's a theory that the, the egg from the Firebending Masters episode was, was Zuko's dragon. Oh, dude, that's fucking I would just assume he went back and like talked to one of... Damn. So let, me get, let me get the one on the right cave. Uh, Toph also. Toph coming yeah. back and like... Kind of giving her more story because she was kind of given the shaft in yeah. Last Airbender. It was like, ah, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have time to wrap up her story. She doesn't get an adventure with Zuko or anything. So, yeah. yeah. It was I mean, cool to see her with her daughters and like her parenting style differ from Which what, makes so much yeah. sense. Like knowing who she is, her parenting style makes the most amount of sense for her to kind of be not exactly uh, absentee, but kind of like go your own way, do your own route. Because like Toph had so much. She grew up with like so much privilege and so much rules and these walls and shit that when she had kids, she was like, I just want you guys to be free. And I mean, it's probably not the best way to raise kids, but at least her kids <laughs> in the end turned out to be pretty solid individuals, even though they're very flawed. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's part of life. So that means we're moving on to our next thing. Let me look at my little cheat sheet so I can see <clears throat> what uh, sound I'm going to play next. I'll play that one. Uh, excuse me. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Speaking of, can you guys tell me what's happening here? I met you when you were a very young girl. It's good to see you again, Avatar Korra. Oh, that's when um. Who it, who's talking to Korra? When Cora? he met Korra. Was Who? It, oh God. Roku? Oh, it was it. Uh, no, was it Roku? No, no, no. no, no. It's Roku. Was it Unalak? It's Roku. Zuko. It's Zuko. Oh, oh damn! It's damn. I fucked up. I said I no. Say, I said no. I, I meant to say appear. Zuko. I meant to say Zuko. I said I no. Zuko. Roku did not appear in the Legend of Korra. Uh, my bad. I meant to say Zuko. Yeah. You know what I was trying to say. Well, I guess uh, he did for like a second. And Luke fam. Yeah. Uh, Doing terrible. Doing it's terrible. Uh, Zuko, and this is all obviously during the Zaheer era, but um, yeah, Zuko meeting up with Korra for the first time was really cool because you got to keep in mind, it's like um, all, those friendships, like they last and they go mm. through. That's why when uh, Toph meets Korra for the first time, she's like, I haven't seen you in a while, Twinkle Tales, or like, it's good to see you again. Like that is, I, I just love how like the friendships like permeate through time and generation and like beyond death. Well, they said it in the last Airbender when Toph was when the Avatar and the Fire Lord episode. Toph was like, "Do you really think friendships can last like through lifetimes?" Yeah, and the proof in the pudding was Korra. It was fucking great. Yeah, man, that shit was beautiful <sighs> for real, for real. Like, 
Real, it was really beautiful. I love, I love. That's my favorite episode. Avatar, Avatar that's my yeah. favorite episode. Yeah, hands down. That one in Southern Raiders. We're also going to talk about favorite episodes from. Uh, I'm Gore. sorry, Run. So well, you can move your feet. You don't have to just like say sorry and keep them there. Run in a heater playing footsie under the table. Oh my <laughs> god, you two cutie pies. So here we go. Uh, how was Korra's villains? Aang had many bosses, and then a final villain. Korra only had bosses. She Rose. only had bosses. Bro, she got the here. And not only did she get the here as a boss, but he kind of like guided her in the end and helped her out despite everything. Like, the yeah. here for the win, guys. I love him. He was my favorite villain. But that's all I have to say about the here. Yeah, the here was like, yeah, like the, the whole Like, their whole fight in, 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 the, in the, like, the mountains and everything. And just like everything they went through together. But like in the end, the they understand of, each other. The leap of faith. Yeah, man. Good. Do you know the teachings of Guru Lahima? <laughs> Guru, Guru Lahima. Who is this guy? When he was giving that flies. speech in the first episode, I knew I was like, "Oh man, this is this guy's about to be mm-hmm. some badass." Man. Yeah, and um, so yeah, I I just want to say, as as the season went, there was only I really wasn't a big fan of uh, Unalak. Was that her uncle? Yeah, her, I think uh, a lot of people. Yeah, were. the anti avatar. Yeah. That one was a little weird, but like yeah. Amon was great and he was terrifying. I loved him all the way up until the end. You were like, this, he's got the power of fucking avatar. And I remember you guys watching, like, is that Aang? Is that Aang? Is that Aang? I, <laughs> I watched. Is, you, is that Aang? I did Wait, not say that. I didn't know what he was. I don't, who said you know, that? Was couldn't, me? I don't remember who said it, but it just. It I said be. it. I said it. I'm not going to deny it. I said it. <laughs> I mean, you got to think, like, who can take the power the powers away from you? You got to be like the avatar. Maybe. But it was uh, such a big mystery, and I just I maybe really he was like came out the end. maybe he was like a son of Aang or something. I don't know, man. I didn't. It I was thought too he was crazy. like the anti like Avatar for a while or something. But yeah, but then we figured out eventually that like the the benders of their time they're not the regular benders of the times during Aang's age. They're just developing new techniques, and they're but they're able to do things that the Avatar himself cannot do or herself. So, yeah. so while we're talking about this, I'm gonna try to cue this up. This oh, is wait, also wait, wait, wait. let can me know I, if can Bluetooth one, works. Yeah, w- go for it. One other thing, cool, uh, cool thing about Zaheer was he is one of the only villains that that went through like a dramatic like um, um, visual change because he had like the long hair and the long beard in prison, yeah. and then the next time we see him, he's like shaven. And I didn't recognize I didn't recognize him the second time I saw him, on that, and that was a big twist too. It was like, oh shit, he, let me know, let me play this. You don't really see that New very often. Cannot exist without first. The destruction of the old. Okay. What a weird clip. Raindrops. Raindrops. Rain ASMR for you. There are a lot of um, Zaheer philosophies on YouTube. Like, people really dig the shit that he was saying because... Mm-hmm. He's not wrong. He's not. And he had a lot of good points. I think he said uh, there's these corrupt governments and these corrupt politicians and, like, these corrupt leaders. And wouldn't it be better to not have them? Which is him stepping it too far. But he also was like... Uh, Treating the all the four nations as separate is like keeping the spirit world and the real world separated. Like you're the avatar, you're supposed to know about the connections between all. Mm-hmm. Like you remember when uh, Iroh drew that square when he was teaching Zuko how to uh, lightning bend, and he was essentially telling him that like there's something to learn from all the elements because Iroh got it and also Zaheer got it. But where Iroh was like, let me be a white lotus, let me show the world how they could be connected to one another. Um, Zaheer was like, let me show the world that like we just need to burn everything down to the ground. <laughs> I'm an agent of chaos. But uh, yeah. So who's your favorite villains? Or okay, everyone's favorite villains is Zaheer. Tell me your other favorite villains. I liked Amon. Amon yeah, was my Zaheer. favorite. Amon. If I had to list them, Zaheer, Amon, Kavira, and uh, Unalak. But Unalak was kind of with Vatu also. Like I like the concept of Vatu, like the dark <laughs> version of the Avatar. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? It was a cool concept. I think... 
having them battle, you know, giant, giant spirit birds yeah. themselves was an interesting choice. But and then Janora comes in. Yeah. It's a butterfly. How does she? Do? I can't remember how that one ends. Also, yes, I do remember talking mad shit about Cora when she was getting her ass smacked by Kavira because she was still <laughs> having PTSD. It was PTSD. Oh, it was just, I, I didn't realize it just been a day because we we'd been watching like several episodes. I was like, oh, she's over. Okay, Toph took it out. Toph, yeah. Toph talked to her about how you learned everything from all your villains. So I, I, I thought she had gotten over it because she brought up Zaheer too, but yeah. she needed to pay Zaheer a visit to really. Um, other favorite villains? I, I really liked uh, Sparky, 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 Sparky <laughs> Boom Bay. Oh my god! And and the uh, I don't, I don't remember their names, but the girl with the water arms. Like the the, the other three were dope as well. Yeah, like they they're, were, they're, um, their specialty. Ling, lingua, lingua, I think it was a water arm. Yeah. Lee and cousin, some of the kids. Sparky, yeah, Sparky, Sparky Boom Bay. I, I just liked her character design. Um, they and the way she died. Yes. Yeah. And just uh, fucking the look brutal. on fucking Zaheer's face. <laughs> just brutal. I also like uh Mingwa how she had a uh, Gazin was his name, not Kazin. Mingwa she had uh, a disability, but like she used her bending to like nullify the disability and make her a terrifying fucking yeah. person. She just scared the fuck out of me. Uh did she die? Yeah. Cause yes. I remember Gazin yes. dies because he brings that temple down. He's like, I'm not going back to prison and then fucking police gets her die. head she explodes her own fucking head. Yeah. Mako shocked the shit out of Lingua, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sweet. And then after a, he loses Pali, they were just a dope fly. quad. Mar- Marquetta, who was your favorite villain? Uh, my favorite villain was Amon because yeah. he his story tells a different. In Avatar, you get like a lot of different important, high value political lessons that like kids don't really talk about, and I like that one because that one deals with specific you know, mindset that people sometimes have yeah. that can be good if it's moderated, but if it's if it goes too far then you have mm. communism essentially and yeah. that's not good. And essentially how he was like raised by his father to be a bad guy no matter what. Yep. Yeah. Oh no, Spike Spiegel? That was a uh, I'm on That's Man, that motherfucker needs more jobs. Like mm. let him like <laughs> talk to me. Like I I just want it. <laughs> so just um narrate your day. No, yeah, though. Korra does have... And I thought Kuvira was solid, too. Like to, So, essentially, he faced, like... Or she faced, like, uh, a, a communist to a certain extent. A person who a, wanted, quote-unquote... A fascist. communist. He wanted equality, and he was willing to go about it anyway. She faced uh, a dark spiritual person. And then she faced Zaheer, who was essentially the anti-Avatar, really. He did what none of the none of the Avatars we've seen. He, he let go of everything. Like, if Korra would have died, then, like, Avatar ain't would have just been unhinged from the world. Just be like, whatever. Like, I don't have to touch the ground anymore. I, I, I do whatever I want. Like, I said, core, I make guitar. guitar. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then she faced a dictator who was bringing her country together after a war, after this terrorist attack for essentially the right reason, but she was a fucking dictator. You know what I mean? And it's like, she like didn't want to release power, which makes sense because the king, the prince, he was a little shit. Right, he didn't need to rule, and she was like, "No, I'm, I'm just not giving it up at all." And she had the might to back it up. Like, even I think if she would have faced Korra at her fullest, Korra would have stomped her. But like, she was kicking the Avatar's ass up and down the streets, and like, she's a fucking dictator. She's a strong leader. She's a strong leader, and people were into that shit. It was wild. Mm-hmm. I think you have to measure the villains for what they meant to Korra too, because what she learned out of all of them, like with Kavira, I think she learned compassion because yeah. she didn't defeat her in the end with just like a, you know, bare knuckle brawl. I mean, they did fight and it was awesome, but she kind of convinced her in the end, right? Yeah. To just mm-hmm. lay her arms down and be like, look, she opened a spirit portal in, in Republic city. 
Yeah. And she was like, like that was her last time. And Cora saved her. And she was like, look, you're like you're being a fuck up. And even remember when Cora meets that first guy who's preaching for the Equalists, like out on that stand, and he's like, I bet you want to use your water bending to knock me over right now. And she's like, yeah, I kind of do because Cora's a hothead. She goes into things strong headed and hard, and she's like, her first instinct is force. And through that movement, she learned that maybe that doesn't need to be the way. So, oh, sorry, Mickey, go ahead. Oh, I, I, I would say like I know people don't like comparing her to Aang. But she's, I like how she's a completely different avatar to him. Like, she knew all the elements right off the bat yeah. as a baby. Um, the, I'm the avatar and you got to deal with it. I, I liked it. And I yeah. liked uh, how every single one of the villains or everyone in the world kind of like a lot of people had different feelings about the avatar, like President Raiko. Like, it was almost like she wasn't needed anymore. Yeah. yeah. Whereas everyone would see Aang as this bringer of hope like oh the avatar has come to save us but Korra was just like eh, mm, is the avatar do yeah. we need you I don't know but, yeah. I would also go on a limb and say that like the stuff that like Korra is dealing with and what we're seeing right now in, in Legend of Korra is what Aang dealt with in the comics which the viewers have not seen like we like what we saw of Aang's story was just that he had a main mission he came into a world that was completely fucked up and he had to fix it right there and then and then after that that whole journey of him Fixing Republic City, you know, becoming this great avatar aligning. We, we didn't see any of that shit. You know, we, that's all in the comics. Which we're, I'm, I'm getting, I'm figuring that out right now. So everything that, like, Korra dealt with, man, is, like, shit that Aang dealt with in the comics. That's what yeah. we're seeing. That's why I feel like people have such, like, a, you know, like, a, not like a hate, but, like, they're just, like, they don't enjoy it as much as I would say. You know, yeah. they're, like, it's a little bit all over the place, but, like, that's what she deal with. You know what I mean? And, and, and people are saying Korra's a brat. Korra, I'm like, Korra isn't a brat. Korra got put into a position where she had to do the best she could do. You know what I mean? Especially losing her connection. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And times were a lot different. And, and it's, like, it's the future, man. People are more modern. You, you have like movies coming out. People are more free. They're not, they're more free thought is a thing now. It's not the way it was in the past. So put that into the equation put a person like the avatar in the equation where she has to be a leader in a way dealing with other leaders. It's, it's really hard. So okay. the whole idea that she's a brat, I hate that. Right on Marquette. you guys got anything to add? To like Cora dealing with the real world, essentially like her dealing with modern time issues. Mm. Closer to that microphone, if you go say some girl. Okay, that's it. All right, <laughs> moving on. To the next, thing. <laughs> I don't know. next, thank you. Next. No, I always say well thought out things. <laughs> okay. You gotta deal with it. Oh, that's from episode one. Yep. Literally. And she's got a little tummy out. Oh, fucking. <laughs> All right. So, uh, the very last question is How does the series stand as a whole? Like, well, this isn't the last question. There's two Marthas. I'm sorry. How does the series stand as a whole? Like, oh. what are the themes and did they nail it? Like, as you know, uh, the things that Aang had to deal with were a lot about him putting the world back together and I think a lot of the things that Cora had to deal with were internal. I think that it it's like knowing all the background it's interesting how we watch shows now because we're, we're sometimes aware of like the background politics is like like community we know like yeah. why things are the way they are because of certain things in the background and that was certainly true with Cora. So given what they had to deal with I think that it stands pretty well. I think it's still worth a watch. I don't think it's as bad as people were saying. I don't. I don't think it deserves quite the level of hate that it gets. I. I think it was pretty solid. So, what do you think the themes are? Uh, the themes. I mean, change, acceptance. Um, she's got to deal with. Um, 
I mean, like it was just a growing up story. You know, it's 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 cool that they were a young adult and young adults are watching this because I remember being a teenager and yeah, our problems weren't that great then, but it felt like you know we were caring so much and it was such a hard time with all the emotions and hormones and shit that you're dealing with. And it was just kind of Cora's story was just kind of de- dealing with one being the age that she is and also like being the avatar and all the world issues that she's dealing with. So it, it was a very overwhelming story. And I think that's what uh, young adults could relate to. Rana. What I think of like Cora's story, like the themes, the and, theme. you know, if they nailed it, like which, what themes of Cora's story like spoke to you? Overall, like what Mickey was saying, like it was related for the people who grow up with like you grow up with Aang at a younger age. I feel it was the younger kids, but then they grow up to the teenage years. So they focus on those issues for people like it's OK to feel this way. It's OK to not agree with some certain people. It's OK to go on your own path and do what you want. And it, I think they just focus a lot on that. And I really appreciated that. Yeah. That's really it. Market. And then also besides change in age uh, they also dealt with like change in environment growing in a small tiny village that's kind of secluded for many reasons weather being one of them <laughs> to uh, republic city which is the biggest in in that universe and she was overwhelmed and she just kind of tried to enjoy it and i think i can relate to that a lot because i myself i'm from a very small place and then you know as soon as i went to prague i just immediately wanted to live there so. Yeah, and then just just adding to that, like uh, with changing the environment at the end of the series, they they ended up not messing with like all the roots, the spirit, the spirit vines that had shown up in Republic City. Yeah. They, they yeah. pretty much like yeah. gave that area up. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. Yo, dudes, we are a little tired. So yes, uh, I was gonna say we're just trying to be <laughs> respectful of this podcast. Typically, we can get very, very, very loud, yeah, and like, we know yeah. that if that happens, it will be an absolute we're, uh, shit show in here. We're being this is this guys. is the normies being chill. It's our, it's our radio. Tired. It's our yeah, radio. I'm, well, I mean, I'm tired. I'm not gonna. I'm feeling alright. Uh, I was gonna say the same thing, but I'll echo what Dustin said. Kind of the themes are in the book titles, like change, balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about air. I think spirit is one of them called spirit. Yeah, spirits. I think like identity, you know, yeah. changed mostly because I think book three finale was very significant. Like you have Janora being, you know, given her tattoos and looking Cora's like a young A crying. Mm. That was a very sad, bitter crying in a wheelchair. To, yeah. To end a season on that. Like I remember being like pretty upset at that. I was like, wow, that's, that's pretty powerful. You know what I mean? Like she has to accept that the world might not need her anymore and yeah. set up well for book four. Yeah. Neat. Oh, I'm good. I don't know say. Oh, um, I want to say that I really did enjoy it because essentially growing up, I was the kind of person that Cora was essentially with like dealing with things with force. Like that is always how I've dealt with things because I'm a bigger guy. So like <laughs> I just kick, typically kick every door down. Yeah. Like and and just like being a little more cut off from emotions. But with her, you saw her get into like spirit and like how all these things meant to her and how the incongruity and in who she was like was tearing her apart because she couldn't figure out air because air was so chill and it moved easily back and forth but that isn't like what she could get into and she had to like calm down and be at her lowest and tap into those things and i think that like those themes about like finding who you are and how that makes sense is was really important wait what's the question what we thought about the themes oh the themes um i'm sorry i can't so like um you brought up how she struggled learning air. One of my favorite moments was when she was in the pro pro bending game. It was like early season one, and you know Tenzin was trying to teach her how to be the leaf in the wind, <laughs> and she couldn't figure it out with his teaching methods. But she did figure it out when she was playing. Uh, you know what was what it called? 
Pro-bending. Uh, pro-bending, yeah. yeah. So I like how the adults and the teenagers were equally learning things from each other. So it's also about, like, what lessons, you know, the youth has to impart to the older generation and vice versa. Because yeah. Tenzin was constantly learning from Korra as well. So I, I like that aspect. Yeah, it was. Um, I think that too. A lot of people kind of had their own ideas and they were stubborn. But like as they grew and as the story went and as they were challenged by these outside forces, it made them change. It goes a lot to what um, Toph said when she was like, you need to learn from your villains. And I think that you can take that into the real world by you don't need to learn from your villains because we don't have villains. But like all the struggles you go through, you need to learn from those and impart them into yourself in a way that makes sense yeah. for you. You know what I mean? Like when you face adversity either you're going to get over it or you're going to die. And if you die, you don't have to worry about it. And if you get over it, you need to reflect on it and figure out how that needs to fucking change you. Yeah. You know, I, I also want to add to the growing up part is y- you experience hardships, you know, either later, I mean, sooner or later, something bad's going to happen. And we kind of saw with Cora, how she dealt with all, like how she dealt with loss, how she dealt with, um, her impairment because she lost essentially for her losing her bending was like for me losing my arm my right arm that i ride with like or get like a big scar on my face yeah i mean that a lot of people have to deal with those things yeah and then she even lost like her ability to walk and her ability to connect to all the other avatars cora lost so much man and but like she because she's so fucking strong and because she's so like headstrong she pushed through all that shit like that would have broken any normal person and who knows all the other avatars we saw before Aang probably would have broken one of them an avatar who wouldn't have been around like during like peace times and all that shit happens to him they'd be like I'm just gonna quietly be the avatar and like slip off okay so one of our amazing moderators has asked us a question and he has asked did you guys want to see more pro bending or did it serve its purpose personally I wanted he wanted an anime tournament what, yeah. what do we think more um I'll be honest man I thought the pro bending stuff was all right like I it was, was cool. kind of cool I was over it after like an episode or two I really wanted to kind of get in the knit and the grid of it you know just you know the bad guys and the baddies it's cool it, it was it was it was awesome I don't really need a tournament arc um yeah I don't think a tournament arc would have been appropriate for this story no. but it might be cool as like a, you know how like shows like sometimes have like side videos like uh, not necessarily OVA or maybe yeah but like it, it would have been cool to see more but I don't think a tournament arc that 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 would have thrown things off. I needed more. I, I was, loved it. Yeah, I was pretty high about it. it. I like I liked I loved it. it. I Imag- think we saw just enough though. Yeah. I get. I mean, for the story overall, like being the Avatar story and stuff. Yeah, I guess we saw enough, but it was just so cool. I wanted to see more. Like people were falling in the water and stuff. Yeah. Like I mean, I'd have, look. I'd watch those jerseys. Yeah. I'd watch be, the hell out of it. It would be really yeah, it dope. Was, it was, I needed more, but I get it. It'd be really dope to see if anybody could like make a live action like. Oh yeah. <laughs> pro bending that would be so dope. We're gonna need, uh, we need a bunch of water guns. By the way, rocks. guys, shout outs to our lovely moderators who's keeping this chat in line. You guys yeah, are the best. We love out. y'all. All right. Well, I guess that brings us to this last part. Everybody knows it was coming, and now it is here. We're going to talk about Korosami. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about Milo oh. and his fart bending. Oh, fart bending. Oh. <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. By the way, Milo was like fart one of my favorite characters in this show. So good. I love Milo. So let me say this about Korosami. I was there when it happened. I saw it live, and it fucking shook me. And I know that in today's time, that shipping them together is kind of a thing that's maybe a little bit on the nose, but back then when it came out and back then oh, yeah. it was like uh twenty twelve maybe? Yeah, I think it was a little, I mean even twenty though, around it was it was a big deal. I was like, holy shit, Nickelodeon's got balls. I can't believe they were able to do this. I can't believe that they're putting it out there. They're just 
they're normalizing what should already be normal and it blew my fucking mind. That being said, I think other people have other opinions. Okay, I see your hand is up. Scoot closer to that mic. Hello. There we go. Um, I have a thing to say about this. It might be a little controversial. Maybe not all everybody will agree with me. We love controversial here. But here it is. Um, I wasn't ready to see that. Not in a way that I'm like, ooh, but in a way that I, I like completely misunderstood the ending mm. at first. And then when I talked to Chris about it, I realized that they were actually going with the, uh, oh no, she's actually uh, she's actually gay, and uh, this is this is how it is. And I'm bisexual. Like, more I didn't than understand it. I didn't I didn't think that was the thing because I thought that they were actually going with the route of, you know, all all stories end with a love so with like you know happy happy ending, happy love, and like two people together, you know, living happily ever after, and. That doesn't happen often, and I feel like it teaches people, and especially young people, to just be in a relationship, no matter what cost. Just be in a stupid-ass relationship they, they don't get any, anything from, just to be in a relationship. And I thought that what this series was telling people is that, hey, you can be single, and you can live your life, and you know don't have the burden on you of being in a relationship. You can actually travel, you can go to the spirit world, you can you know do your own thing, do... I feel like at some point, sometimes relationship like drags you down, and especially if you're a young well, person. <laughs> no, I'm I talking know, about like know know. me being in like, me being 16, 17, and then deciding where I will go to college. For example, yeah. some people will not go to college they want to go to, or they can go because they're in a relationship. Yeah. So, Marquette's, I don't want to cut you off, but I just do want to make this one thing clear because we are on the internet and people will misinterpret anything you give them a chance to misinterpret. We are all pro-LGBTQ, obviously. Yes. And that's not what she's saying she's against. I don't think anyone's going to interpret it that no. way. I think she just the wanted the story. Like, the relationship didn't develop. I, I know what you're saying. I'm, yeah. an annual, are I'm an annual attendee at Indie Pride, so don't come at me with and that we bullshit. we do turn all the way up. So yeah. what I'm saying is being single is fun. And that I thought that this show is one of the first show to kind of be, hey, you can be happy with it being in a relationship. And then when I, when I talked to Chris and I'm like, like, I was really sad because I thought this was like the first fucking show that told me that. And I thought this is a really important thing to learn as a teenager. Yeah. So I was a little disappointed with that. So okay. you said this came out in 2012. I want, it was, I want to say it's either that so or like 2013. So I was 22 2013, when that came out then. Damn. Okay. I mean, maybe ended. I think it came out. So like a little bit later than that. Yeah. Point is, okay, if it came out around 2012. Okay, for me, the whole Koro Asami thing, like, I didn't see it coming at all. Like, honestly, I didn't. I didn't pick up on hints. I didn't see anything until some people started mentioning comments here and there. If you go back and rewatch it, there are kind of some hints. So I no. no, Once I read the comments, like, I was like, okay, I started paying attention a little bit more. And then after the whole Cora. you know, she went through her issues and everything. She stopped talking to Bolin and Mako, but she kept writing to Asami. Yeah. So they, I mean, they got connected and, and shared more details together than as well. And I guess if it's since, and it came out in 2012, I guess it was showing kids like, hey, it's okay that, you know, you can like a guy or a girl and go on to the other sex as well. Kind yeah. of thing. Uh, I don't know. I, mean, I just want to say, Cora came out, the first episode was in 2012. That's my beat. And it okay. ended in 2014. Okay. Okay. What do you so got, like, It makes sense then. Yeah, like, and I, I, I can see also why the relationship developed into maybe yeah. Korosami. Yeah, I, I want to add to what Rana and Marquetta both said. Um, so this was one of the things that was spoiled for me. I, I, um, 
I saw an image, and see the image that I saw didn't even happen, so it must be a comic panel. Uh, is it the one where they like kiss? Yeah. Well, I think I someone like that. went on to animate that. Like okay, someone well, like added well, that. Well, well, they kissed, so like I saw that, and I was like, oh well, damn it, because we were still like back in like season two, I think. So I, I had known this for like a while. I'm gonna try to fix the audio real quick. Just hold on one second. What? Oh, the audio is slightly ahead. Is it? All oh. right. Let's see if it's, is it better now. Testing, well, we won't testing, know. testing, testing, testing. I hope it's better but now. continue. Michaelias, continue with what you were saying about Okay, so so I had known this for like a minute. Like, I was like, okay, so so I was actually even actively looking for like hints. And they are there, but it's still vague enough that I don't think anybody would pick up on it. Like, sh- they had a really close friendship. Uh, Asami mm-hmm. was the only person that Korra felt comfortable mm-hmm. opening up with mm-hmm. entirely. You know, like, so the hints are there, but I see what you're saying is that it wasn't... I was expecting the kiss to happen so that it completely solidified that, yes, this is what we're doing, but I can see how you might have interpreted it that way. And so, like, I was even looking for hints, and it wasn't it wasn't as clear as, you know, like, it was still pretty vague. So, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with it, but, yeah, it did seem... Yeah, it, it wasn't, like, clear, you know what I mean? That but, had to be really subtle with it. It's not like, you know, Zuko or, or whatever, or, like, Aang and Katara or... Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, obviously, it's something that we'll explore in the comics, I'm sure, but... Um, okay, we got a question from Rachel Trash. Thank you for the donation. Thank you. Thank I love you. watching your reactions. You guys rock. What is your favorite subset of bending? Also, Agents of Shield reactions are my favorite. We love it. So hold on, let's finish uh, talking about this Korosami. Then we're gonna do the subset okay. of bending, okay. and then guys, we are going to do call-ins. I need you to go to our Discord. I need you to get inside of the voice chat that says Q. I'm gonna pull from the Q to talk to you. Get inside my Discord. What do you got in the heat? Um. I just want to say the whole Korosami thing. I mean, I saw little hints here and there, and then I'm like, you know what? I get it. Like, I mean, she, like, did not have good relationships with any of the dudes that she dated. You know what I mean? Like, eventually, like, all right, fuck this. Like, <laughs> let me go on to something else. You know what I mean? Yo, and Asami's hot. I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. come on. They they look really good together. I'm, I'm with it. Like, I'm with it. I, I was completely, I was a little bit taken back, but then I was like, let's do it, bro. I want Y'all look good together. <laughs> yeah. Where do you guys sriracha chat? So I know it was Nickelodeon, so they couldn't go the full mile with having them, you know, kiss or maybe be a little bit more direct with hinting towards the relationship. Yeah. I kinda wish they would have though, because I think they just assumed Nickelodeon wouldn't be okay with it. Yeah. And In today's age, I yeah. think we could totally get away with it. Like oh, just yeah. having two same sex characters kiss, it doesn't even seem like a big deal anymore. And I would like to imagine that for an actual kid show, because I mean they show core they show uh Aang and Katarakis at the end, you know, that's like fulfilling his whole right. entire arc. I would have loved to see that with Korra. And I think yeah. that nowadays we'd be able to get away with it. Because you're right. The thing I saw is the the animated version. So yeah. I thought that was going to be in the show. So like when it didn't happen, I was like, mm, maybe they animated it and just cut it. We need to read more about maybe, that. What else you got for it, Search? I thought it fit the theme of book four well, too, because book four was kind of more internal in Korra's mind and, um, you know, about her kind of finding herself again. So it's kind of the ultimate thing at the very end. She was just being very open with herself mm-hmm. and up to yeah. new experiences. And yeah, because of the year it came out, I think it was a good step forward for the whole movement. Nowadays, if a kid show were to do it, I think more people will be pissed because this is how the internet is. Is just they just like one yeah, side. But I also think that a lot. Side. I mean, it, I think they'd be able to do it. Like not even the uh, executive yeah, heads yeah. at wherever. They'd be like, oh yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Like everyone's got a gay niece or nephew at this point, right? It's weird because people in the comments, I think after we put up the book four finale, were like, Rona's the only one that noticed it. The guys were clueless. 
I was like, no, nah, I think we all no, kind of saw like the hints, like when she was like blushing, when yeah. she yeah. talked about her hair. I know, and they you remember like yeah. they talked about like the letters they wrote to each other. So they're friends. Yeah. You know, they, it went kind of, kind of further there, you know, there. Yeah. So. And, and so, I was kind of holding myself back because I, I, I knew what was going to happen. So I didn't want to like, uh, spoil anything. Abraham Miranda did mention Steven Universe and you're 100% right. Steven Universe takes all those things to the extreme essentially as they should. They even got two same sex characters getting married, but nice. they're aliens in a way. But no spoilers. You'll watch it when you watch it. But it, we can do those things now. Like, I yeah. mean, guess what? You know what? Cora and them did it. So that Steven Universe yeah. can do it, all right? <laughs> Cora made it mainstream. Cora did make it mainstream. That, that's it. I just I'm wish they would have, you know, made it a little bit more apparent. That's yeah. all. And, like, went the, went the full mile to actually flesh it out more, yeah. you know. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, guys, if there's nothing to add on that, we're going to do some calling. Oh, yeah. You guys talk about your favorite uh, sub bending. We're going to get this call. Okay. okay. Like, can, can we just and, all say blood the blood bending is the scariest version of yeah. it all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Scary. I want to astral project like a uh, Janora. Yeah, that's a um, subset of air. I I loved Azula's like lightning fire shit. That was fucking dope. Yeah. Azula had like Azula was bad as fuck, dude. Um, metal bending. Yeah. Yeah, you did. You're obsessed so with metal bending. Metal, metal bending would be pretty. <laughs> I mean, look at how much metal there is in this room. Every every episode is is, the, is right he gonna now. metal bend? They, they can just metal yeah, bend. He's gonna metal bend. Market. What about you? Sure, I appreciate all types of like different bendings. Like the way every time somebody develops a new type of bending, mm -hmm. it shows how creative they are and how smart. Like knowing all the elements like, that the make up something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so, how tough did it first. I don't really. I don't think I like lava bending. No, you have to pick one. Yeah, lava was. Cool. Oh, I'm gonna pick. Uh, oh, you didn't pick one. I mean, I don't. I, I can't pick. I'm I gonna think pick. Every uh, time somebody comes up with something creative, it's okay. amazing. Okay, one, two, three. What's the one that pops into your head? Uh, flying, <laughs> flying like Ozai. Yeah, bro, yeah. I, I want to fly like the here. Ozai has like jets on his feet and on his hands. Like, uh, fuck I, that shit. Ozai here. Ozai oh, here. You have to give up all your earthly tethers. Go That's for it. Easy. I can do that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Marky O asked a question. And he asked if you would had to pitch a sequel to Core, what would it look like? I'll, I'll give you my Wait, answer. Real quick, real quick, Marky, I really love. And the guys, how keep you it quick. Me. We've got a caller okay. waiting to talk. I to wanted. Us. This, I feel like the next one should be like in our gener in our generation or like in our present time, modern and it should time. like modern time. It should deal with like pollution and like how like we're destroying mm. ourselves and avatars coming in to like save the fucking day. That would be dope. Yeah. That would be cool. I feel like that'd be like a CW would, uh -huh. show. And yeah, and that would be about like Earth. Right, it would be like you, Earth you guy. That's cool. Rock uh, person. I like that. Earthbending avatar twins. One of them is revealed to be the avatar, but then like later on in the season, it's revealed that the other twin is also the avatar because for whatever reason, Vatu reincarnated also since Vatu is gone. Ooh. I don't know. Having twins be like both avatars but against each other and then figure out a way that like dark and light need to coexist. I don't know. I'm Twins in the womb. One has oh to the other. Oh my God, you are They're fucking evil lost. twin. Yeah, what about also, you, Marquette? Wi-Fi bending. Why can't they just be twins in the womb and one has to eat the other? Radio <laughs> like bending waves or something. I don't Marquette, know. do you got one? No. Um, I want to say uh, like a homeless avatar, a guy who grows up completely. The world thinks the avatar isn't around, and since he wasn't raised in the culture, he has no idea that he is the avatar. Oh my god! And obviously, earth bending. But like as his powers start to develop, so maybe he's kind of like a shit. Maybe he's like a uh, Kai. Like, maybe he's, like, stealing shit off the streets and whatnot. You know what I mean? Like, he just kind of grew up outside of the system completely. And then he finds out that, oh, shit, like, I have to grow up and be the Avatar. But he's, like, so lax and so super chill. Yeah. Like, he just doesn't give a shit. Like, that'd, that'd be, be really cool. That would be cool. Like the Can dude, we have a Raven dude. Avatar? He goes to Raven. Hunter <laughs> O'Reilly had a win on the pokies, by the way, guys. What does that mean? I have no idea, but he had a win on the pokies. Win on the pokies. All right, guys, we're going Thank for you, this Hunter. first call. Did you do yours? Uh, you oh no! I, I just wanted to uh, say that there was a cool detail in the show. I think we saw it maybe like season one, but it was cool to see how they were using their bending to like power the city. Like you know, yeah. like the electric. Uh, th they were 
you know running what? like I, power plants with it. So I, don't, that, that I, don't, cool. I don't know what I'm doing here. Let's just. All right. I have connected call to this in. voice call. Dear it caller. Who's calling in? Is it connected to the. Uh, it should be connected to Bluetooth. For a $1 million dollar question, who are you going to phone in? Do you remember that episode where that guy called his dad on the million dollar question for my one? Sten, you are, I got you on here. I just can't talk to you. I was supposed to drag you down, but it's really hard to drag on this phone. So, I was told I could drag you. I can't drag you from one thing to the other. So, anyway, hey, can I hear you? Chime in. Yes, Julie was Speak mistreated. Speak now forever hold your peace. Julie was mistreated. Do the thing. Yes. She was mistreated, yes. No, it oh, doesn't. Uh, oh, I mean, hey, we, we hear her. One time, hold on. Here we go. Say something. We want to, we want to know. Hey, Chris, it's Can Dustin. Hey, Dustin. Well, it's not Dustin. working. Oh, it is Dustin. Hello. Oh, there we no go, Dustin. No one else called in, so I figured I'd get us started. Oh. <laughs> All right, Mr. Dustin, what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you want to add to Core? Where are you from, buddy? <laughs> Uh, I'm from uh, a, a small state. You might have heard of it called Indiana. <laughs> oh my God! What do you do I've for a living? It. Never heard of it. I work. I work for this company. They're called the Normie. Oh. I, yeah. I don't believe you. Bullshit. <laughs> 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 All right, Mister Caller. So, how'd you feel about Core? Did you Did you watch Core? Or are you just hanging out on the live stream? Oh no! I, I watched Cora. I was like you, Chris. I watched it when it aired. Um, I was I was there at the beginning and there until the end. I wanted to go back to uh, Cora song real quick, and uh, I just wanted to agree with Nahid. He, he said that um, you know Cora and Asami, they they never really felt pressured to be together. I thought that was a big part of their relationship. Is that uh, you know Mako and Bolin and all of the other uh, love interests? There's just too much pressure on them, and when her and uh, Asami kind of got together. It was just like they could be themselves. Oh, I didn't really, honestly, I didn't think of it that that's way, personally. Good, that's a good point. That is a good point. Wow, thank you. So I guess this person, a person that we talk to on a weekly basis, is the only person who wanted to talk to us. Guys, I'm going to mention this one last time <laughs> before I give you a chance. Before we sign out, all right? I'm going to give you at least a whole other five-minute chance here. If you want to talk to the normies, join our Discord. After you join our Discord, go down into the voice chats and get into the queue. I will talk to you in the queue. You got time. Till then, Dustin, you still on the line? We're gonna have a beatbox jam session. Dustin, you still there? We're trying to we're trying to talk to y'all. I am. I am still here. What's your favorite book then? Out of out of the four. Tell me your name. My favorite book was probably book one. I just really loved the the Amon arc. I thought that was the. I don't know. I just really enjoy the the kind of equalist movement and how they tried to do something great and it kind of ended up being really poorly. So and uh, I think Republic Cindy, uh, the, the Republic Cindy ended up being a little bit better for it as they did see a little bit more non-gender involvement in their government. All right. Well, solid enough, Mr. Dustin. Thank you. I am going to Thank now you. mute you. We so I can, Oh, no, don't have to mute you. You just dipped out. We got uh, Mandy, Amanda D in here. Amanda D, if you want to say something. Also, I'm going to go and talk to our moderator and let him know that the queue is locked. We don't want the queue locked. We want people in the queue. I want to say you can only have like five people in it. So, Amanda D, you are muted. Will you unmute yourself and talk with us? Uh, hey, Normies. How's it going? Hey. Hey. Hey, girl. hey. Yeah, I didn't even know you guys were doing the core talk today, but I'm excited. Yay. So. We like to spring things on yeah, people. Think- so, what do you want to say about core? I mean, I think... Cora, for what it was at the time, 
you know, all the troubles it had. Because watching it at the time was really interesting because the first two seasons aired on TV and then the next two were online. And it was a really big mess. But seeing it go through and trying to take a really mature, more well, more mature uh, stab at the Avatar universe, I think overall it gets a bad rap because there's nothing like watching Avatar The Last Airbender for the first time. There's nothing compares to that. But I think I think Korra stands on its own. Nice. And yeah. I don't think it has the rest uh, as good as a rep as it should. Yeah. I, 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 I would agree, agree with, with that. that. I would definitely it's agree. It's almost like the behind the scenes of Korra was I like Korra's journey herself. Like they were dealing with so much shit back there. But in yeah. the end, they were somehow yeah. able to make it still conclude on their own terms. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's cool. If you want to call in, just jump uh, into our Discord can, and get into our the voice chat. Uh, me, I'm, I completely agree with Amanda. She's she's speaking the truth here. Yeah, one second, guys. I'm a uh, hey. Who else wants to get in? I was told that the uh, lines were essentially shut down, um, but now we're still popping them off. So if you can get into our Discord, which you should be able to, I need you to drop on down and come inside of the queue. I was told that you're supposed to agree to the rules before you get into the queue, which is important. We don't want you doing crazy shit. And then I guess our moderator will move you down into the podcast. I was supposed to be able to do it, but I can't do it from my phone. So. Step into our office. This guy goes, what in the normie is going on? This is fire. Uh, Amanda D., thank you. Those yeah, are really good you. points. Very helpful. Yeah, man. You guys are Have fun, guys. We thank will. You so much. Bye. Congrats on what? the Pats winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, Bowling freaking right. Patriots. I can't hate. I, I can't hate. I just put up with a lot of crap about that. <laughs> what was the name of that one pro bending Bye. team nobody <laughs> liked? The Wombats? The Wolf, yep. the wolf, the wolf bats. bats, yeah. The Wolf yeah. Bats. Y- y'all the Wolf Bats. <laughs> uh, have a good one, guys. Bye. All right, you, you too. too. Bye. I know it's kind of... Oh, are we, we having another caller? Oh, we don't have another caller, so uh, we got a few uh, seconds uh, to speak. I, I know it's kind of obvious, but also Cora did a lot for just having like a strong female lead character, too. Like There are not a lot of... Or at least probably mm-hmm. back then, there were not a lot of strong animated you know shows that centered around a female character that everybody could get into. Because um, weirdly, I think Avatar The Last Airbender had... All, not weirdly, but surprisingly, it had a lot of female audiences, too. I remember when Brian and Mike were talking about how they did Comic-Con runs throughout Last Airbender. And, like, so many, they were just surprised to see how many female audiences were there as well. So, yeah, it's, crazy. It, it's cool that they took that and decided to center around a female character, like, that, you know, everyone could root for. At least I thought so. I know a yeah. lot of people thought Cora was annoying, but. No, I, I think she had her problems, but I think that just kind of made her more fleshed out. They Guys, it looks problems. like we've got. One more caller, Mad Hunt, Mad Hound. Uh, he has been, oh, nope. He is the Mad Hound. Somebody's in You Snooze, You Lose. All right, nope, now they're in the queue. Oh, my God, we got three people in the queue. All right, so uh, he has been pulled down out of the queue. We should be able to hear him any second. Uh, Mad Hound, you are muted. Please unmute yourself. We are ready to receive your voice. Nope, it's going to happen. Come on. You're going to get kicked. You gotta unmute yourself. Talk. I wish people weren't so down on Korra, though, because, I mean, like, she was the complete opposite of Aang. You know, she wanted to be... The, Aang didn't want to be the Avatar. Korra yeah. did want to be the Avatar. Hold on, was, we got... It looks like we got Madhound uh, right now. Madhound, go for it. Maybe. Well, this has been riveting. We are definitely going to react to the live-action Netflix series, you know series, why I think it is, that is? is because, like, what Amanda just said, the two seasons on TV, then two seasons on the internet, and again... This audience was for the young adults that grew up with Avatar, so like 
again, were very angsty back then. So since it was such a clusterfuck to watch, people were just like, "Fuck this shit." But yeah, but no, be- some people like someone in the comments said, yeah, "Like we're overestimating how much people were into Korra when it came out because there was a lot of people that were just." super shitting all over the show uh, and that's why i think like they were young and just like you know "Ah, fuck this show like it's not the same thing like all right i have figured out how to move people with my phone i thought i could just do it with my fingers uh who are we gonna pick invite on discord says it's expired oh well uh let's go for let's do this real quick can you post the discord link yep i'm moving guess who's about to get moved down to the pot all right it wasn't trash. I would not say it was trash. I mean, like, I understand yeah. people having their issues with it, but to call Cora trash is to, like, you might not yeah. have attempted to really get into this. Fred story. Carmichael, I need you to unmute yourself so you can talk with us. Fred Carmichael, I am currently talking to you. I've got you down here in the podcast chat. You have exactly 10 seconds to unmute yourself. Fred. Can he do it? Let's give him some can he do it music. Thank you, Brandon. Hey, man, you can try to speak some English, bro. We'll try to understand you. Yeah, man. What yeah, language man. is, uh, who does it speaking? What language do you speak? We'll work around. Yeah, we'll work around it, bro. Shoot, we have Google Translate. Fred Carmichael, I'm sorry, but you have not unmuted yourself. And Come so on, guys. I'm going to have to put you into your snooze, you lose. Somebody send us a phone call. Move <laughs> to? I'm mad and my mic was not working for some reason. Oh, All I'm right. sorry, Cal Shake. Well, here we go. I'm stepping up and grabbing somebody else. Who else do I got? Oh, my Please God. talk to us. Dude. I'm picking <laughs> dude, Jexus. You got it. You get your mic working now, man. I'm about to. You're dropped in. You're in the podcast now. Oh, yep. Let's dude. go, guys. What do you got, dude? Yo, hello? Oh, Yo, what up? Hey, what do you got to say about hey, corn, man? What's, what's up, up? Guys? What's going on? Not too much, big man. Big fan, big fan. Woo-hoo. Awesome. Yo, listen. Uh, well, hey. Yes. Sorry, I'm, I'm listening to the stream at the same time. I gotta, I'm going to mute it real quick. Okay, okay there you go. Guys? All right, great. Nice to talk to you. Awesome. Oh, nice to talk to you too, man. So what do you want to say about Cora? Yeah, what did you, what did you think? Uh, did you think it was hot trash or did you love it? Well, I'm, I'm, well, I mean, neither or, I mean, it was, I, I mean, at the time I, I watched it live, right. I watched it on TV and then later online and, uh, yeah, it had me on the edge of my seat. You know I mean, I, I was, I was, uh, I was, I was tuning in every week, you know, like, like religiously just trying to like, cause I mean, I, I he came over from uh, Atla cause I was such a huge fan. Nice. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I, I, yeah, I feel like a lot of people were in the same boat. Um, but, uh, I will say I, I do have, uh, like some criticism for seasons one and two. Yeah, go for uh, it. They were like, yeah, I mean, uh, well, I mean, season three was my favorite. It was, uh, it was like, like the fuck, the, <laughs> the, um, uh, introduction of, uh, the here, yeah. the villain with his yeah. like monologue at the end of first season, episode one, that, la- that just, that did it for me. Like, and like his theme, like when he like jumped down the mountain, dun, 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 dun like that, that, yeah. that, that got my blood flowing like every time. Yeah. But uh, seasons one and two, I mean, I, I did enjoy the, the Amon equalist story arc. Uh, it's I, I I don't know. I, I guess at the end of season one, I mean, I, I had I had like like positive uh, feelings uh, uh, for Korra, um, like uh, like the like the, for the narrative. But like after it ended, like and after hearing like other people like kind of like um, give their thoughts, I realized like it was sort of like not as structured as well. Yeah. As Adlon, like, 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 Adlon, like, I mean, you can kind of see like how the narrative like flows like really well, 
mm-hmm. like from like book one, book two, book three. Yeah. And like it would it came it came together as a cohesive story. Where I mean, I think we, we talked about you guys have talked about this like at the end of uh, each uh, book in, in core is like these were like they didn't really know like the the writers and the producers didn't know whether it was going to continue from season to season. Yeah. yeah. So That's it tough. was kind of like, oh, season one is the end here. Oh wait, no, just kidding. We're going to do season book two, and then you know that was the end. And uh, you know, it, it was it was just kind of like it was it was a big jumbled mess. I, I, I agree with uh, what Amanda was saying earlier, um, but uh, it, I mean, it's still it's still like it was it, like I like I agree agree with Amanda. Like it, it still like stood up well on its own. Like regardless or uh, despite the um, despite the, uh, the like the, the disconnectivity of yeah. the of the flow of the narrative. But um, no, I still loved it a lot. I mean, it's it's the Avatar universe, you know. It's it's still like you know. It, I love the whole like the, the themes and the the characters. Like, I mean, Cora really Cora really surprised me. Like at the end of season three, like, like I did, I feel I did feel it was that she had like some bratty moments yeah. in seasons one and two. But I mean, she did because she had those, and then she was able to grow as a person. Like she had like a an arc. I mean, it did make me appreciate her like a, a lot more. Felt yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, one hundred percent. Hey, man, uh, dude of Jexus. That how you pronounce that? Jexus. Uh, Jukes. Jukes. I'm also Jukes. Oh, Jukes of Jester from Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Hey. Dude of Jukes. <laughs> I, I wasn't. I wasn't in that game, but yeah. Oh yeah, well you know what I mean. Hey man, You're I funny. think that was one hundred percent solid. Uh, thanks for calling in, man. Yeah, fam, thank Good you. Good to hear your voice yeah, finally. Yeah, sorry, we yeah, figured sorry it out. I was, uh, I'm all like over the place. But I'm oh like, no, no, you're no, good. Yeah, yeah, you're good, you're good, good bro. I love you guys though. Hey, love you guys. Love you. Love you guys. Thank all right, you so much. have yeah, a good rest of your day. So guys, I think we got We're getting into the one minute sixteen territory. That means we're well over. So I think we got time for one more call. I'm gonna go and grab somebody. I'm going to go and... By the way, we love hearing uh, your guys' voices. It man. is so amazing. Yeah. And guys, I seriously, apologize seriously. for not grabbing you. I obviously want the time to talk to all y'all, but we, we got other stuff to do today. So this is the last one. Next week, you if you are in position, you will be able to just hop in and we'll be able to take calls like normal. So, can, can you turn me up real quick? Oh, wait, wait. We have another call. Yeah, yeah. No, no. You're, you're turned oh, up. What are you going to say? Am I in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Your turn. I, I just want to kind of agree with what he said about season one because I kind of wish they would have explored the rift mm-hmm. between the non-benders a little bit more with yeah. the community and like how they yeah. felt. And I feel like it was a little bit dropped. And also, if, if all the epi- off all the books in Korra just had a few more episodes, I feel like we could have uh, explored the secondary characters a lot yeah. more. Because each book, which is the thing you usually don't want from yeah. a show, but in this yeah. case, you're like more. Like they had uh, to spend a lot of time building up villains and building up like each season as a separate story. That I think they kind of lost the ability to flesh out. Storms, other we got you in. Storms, you hey, have storms. a cute uh, cat girl. Stormy. For your uh, avatar there, Daniel Storms. So Storms, you've got about a whole entire five seconds to come on and start talking. And if not, then obviously I'll have to pick somebody else. Storms, this is us talking to you, wanting you to talk to us. It's a stormy love. Storms, I can't. We got nothing. You got a red circle, Storms. Guys, when you do call in, if you want to test your voice channel while you're sitting in the other room, that's probably the best. Storms, I gotta, I gotta bump you. So let's try to grab one last freaking call. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. Also, man, this feels like I feel like I have the power over here. Uh, I was gonna pick you, so now I'm picking Rob. Uh, Rob's tiles. Rob's tiles. Hi, yep. Rob. Rob's tiles. If you get, need- your, get get ready, man, because you're you're in here. You in here? If you need tiles, Rob's tiles. Yeah. And on down to Rob's tiles. Hello, Rob. We can hear you. Go for it. 
Hey, how's it going, guys? What up, Yo, what up? Great to hear from you. Just want to say I've been watching you guys for a long, long time, and uh, you guys have helped me through a lot, and uh, I look up to you guys, to be honest. Oh, my God. Oh, thank man. you. Thank <laughs> you. I appreciate that. That, that, that means That's a lot. That's humbling. Dude. Super humbling. Like, we wouldn't even, like, realize it. <laughs> it's crazy. Thank you so much, guys. Um, thank you. Yeah, thank yeah, you for kicking it with us, listening, and being around. So, yeah, yeah what no about no Cora? Um, so... I'm 19 right now, and uh, when I was, or these shows came out when I was growing up, so it was like really amazing to be able to see these messages that they gave us and stuff. And um, it's laggy. I just feel like these shows were so good because I was able to just grow so much from it. Nice. Yeah. Well, uh, did, were there any certain moments in Core that really kind of uh, like helped you specifically, or is it just like the show as a whole? Just like when they would have those special moments like with like Zahir's philosophies or Iroh's yeah. philosophies, stuff like yeah. that. Just like the deep messages that they hid in everywhere. Um, I just loved all that. And, and I feel like... I'm sorry? No, go on. Um, I feel like everybody who grew up with this, like... I remember you guys saying one time that like the kids who grew up with this stuff grew up to be woke. <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah. like that's so true. And I was literally Definitely about to say that, to that, Rob. You're so lucky that you said you're 19. You're so lucky you got to grow up with these shows. I mean, you are yeah, probably sure. woke is what I was going to say. You took it out of, the words out of my mouth, <laughs> literally. I was going to say that I'm so jealous I didn't have that experience yeah. in my life. I'm jealous of you, Rob, definitely. I mean, you, you're I, one of the lucky ones. Yeah. It's kind of lucky that we got to see Seriously. it through an adult lens, though, too. Yeah. I was going to ask you, did you mm-hmm. have you rewatched it since you saw it while I was on TV? Oh, I've rewatched Something it different? like a hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> see, I'm right there with you. I watched it growing up and like got the information from it and then rewatched it as an adult. And I was like, damn, there's still like more layers to this to take away from. Oh, yeah. It's not yeah, one of those stories exactly. where you're like, you recognize something new. You recognize something in yourself new, like every time you watch it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's so true. Nah, Rob, oh, you yeah. are definitely one of the lucky ones I consider. So, <laughs> well, nice man, uh, man, and saying your nice words. Like we yes, appreciate that. And so yeah, much. we appreciate you so much. Thank are you, you hyped brother. to be our last yeah, no, caller for the day? Appreciate you guys, <laughs> we love you, awesome. fam. Hell yeah, right on, man. Well, thank you. We are going to get out of here. Yeah, we're lagging a little bit on the stream, guys. Yeah, Try apologies, guys. Guys, for all your this has been the Talking Normies podcast with the crew. We got everybody in here. The cozy four plus two more. It's been real. We all loved Cora. We hope you did, too. Bye. Peace.